In the uh, early 1970s, the hit TV series Columbo aired, and, and it successfully ran for many years. You didn't see Columbo coming, did you? And it actually ran for 10 seasons, 69 episodes. And in each episode, Columbo, the disheveled, unassuming homicide detective, seemed to spend the entire show with the perpetrator. And at just the right time, near, near the end of the episode, just when the criminal thought they had gotten home free, Columbo would deliver his famous line. Oh, there's one more thing, sir. There's one other thing. Just one more thing. One more thing. Let's see, Lieutenant, if there's always just one more thing. Do you have a problem with short-term memory? Just one more thing. Just one more thing. He'd deliver that famous line and, and, and would ask the key question that would solve the whole mystery and put the bad guy behind bars. Just one more thing. Years later, that phrase came about again when Maria Shriver was sharing about her close relationship with her mother, Eunice, Eunice Kennedy Shriver. Miss Kennedy Shriver was the founder of the Special Olympics and, and the sister of John, Robert, and Ted Kennedy. Maria and her mother would talk on the phone daily, and, and invariably, moments after hanging up the phone, Maria's mom, Eunice, would call back, beginning a new conversation, saying, just one more thing. That meant so much to Maria Shriver that uh, she later wrote a book to her daughters filled with things she wanted them to remember things that she wanted to tell them before they left for college. The book is called, And One More Thing Before I Go. Those last-minute things, those last-minute things that you want to make sure you've told the people you love. Have you ever felt that way, or have you ever experienced that? Perhaps you or someone else is about to leave and, and you find yourself wanting, wanting to convey something just right to them, something of value, something of importance, something you want to make sure is not forgotten. My wife, Tracy, is, is, has a masterful way of loving our children. So many times I can recall Tracy gathering our children together and, and speaking into their lives. Now with three living, home, living at home, even if they're at the ages of 17 and 16 and 13, there still seems to be a nightly huddle of mom and her babies, or as mom would call them, her chickadees. And definitely before she goes on a trip or away for a conference, Tracy gathers them all close and, and tells them all the things they need to remember while she's away. Make sure you do your homework. Remember your chores. Be kind to one another. I love you each so, so much. And just one more thing. Remember who's 
you are. Jesus also had a just one more thing moment with his disciples. It was the Passover, the time when Jewish families gather around the table to to remember how God brought them up out of Egypt, how God loved them, provided for them, rescued them. And it all centers around a special meal. Jesus knew that the time was coming very soon for him to be crucified. And so with eagerness, he shared this holy meal with his friends. They gathered, they gathered close around the table. They were eating and laughing, singing and small talking. But then Jesus goes into just one more thing mode. Jesus has two mandates, two final lessons to highlight, to implore to his disciples. And it's during this meal, Jesus lifts the bread and he blesses it, and he declares it a symbol of his body, given for them and for many for the forgiveness of sin. He offers it to the disciples, telling them to remember him each time they do this, And then Jesus lifts the cup. He gives thanks and and he gave it to each one to drink as a symbol of his blood. His blood that we poured out for them, for all people, as a new covenant for everyone, everywhere. That night, during this institution of the first Holy Communion, Jesus was saying to his disciples, You are welcome around this table. All of you are welcome here. And today, Jesus continues to say to each of us that each time we gather, each time we gather around this table together for this meal, all are welcome at this table. All. Jesus knew the hearts of of each one around the table that night in the upper room, and he knows each of our hearts as well. All are welcome, even Judas, who would soon betray him for a few pieces of silver. Even Judas was offered the bread and the cup. Even Judas. All are welcome, even Peter, who in a matter of hours from this moment would deny knowing Jesus three times. Even Peter was offered the bread and the cup. Even Peter. All are welcome. Even us. Even us who live selfishly and self-sufficiently. Even us are offered the bread and the cup. Even us. So on that night, they ate in Jesus' presence And tonight, in a few moments, so will we. Jesus asks us to remember, to remember and reflect on his life, his death, and his resurrection. Each time that we come to this table together, we remember and we are thankful. But but this is not solely a meal of remembrance. It is also a meal of God's presence. God's presence alive and moving, working and loving with us now, where we are, providing grace when we need it for the journey. 
the gift of God's love which nurtures us in holy living. So Jesus says, just one more thing. Come to the table. Come here often and remember. Remember what you've seen. Remember what you've been taught. Remember what you've experienced. Remember you are loved. And remember I am with you right here with you. If that wasn't enough, when the dinner was winding down, Jesus gets up from his place. He puts a towel around his waist. He he pours water into a basin and begins to wash the disciples' feet. I can only imagine the stunned faces of these hardened men as their teacher, as their, their rabbi, their leader, their Lord gets down on his hands and knees to wash their dirty, smelly, nasty man feet. Feet that were probably blistered and and torn from walking hundreds of miles in first century sandals through the roughest terrain following Jesus. And then we certainly aren't surprised by Jesus or by Peter's gregarious outburst of protest. That was Peter's nature. He's questioning Jesus and seemingly confused at what Jesus is doing. But Jesus answers, I am concerned about your holiness, not your hygiene. And in this way, I am giving you a pattern to follow, an example. An example that you should do as I have done to you. From the very beginning, God was conveying this to all of us. Love God and love others. From the Ten Commandments, through the prophets, to the incarnation of Jesus, love God, love others. And this just one more thing moment is for all of us. It's for all of us to take in and to take on, to live into by the very grace of God. There's a line in the song, Your Grace Finds Me by Matt Redman that says, breathing in your grace, breathing out your praise. It's in this simple phrase that we find this pattern, the example which Jesus conveys. Come to the table, breathe in God's grace. Feed on God's holy presence, allow God's love to deepen your capacity for more and more of Jesus more of his very being to become your own. Breathe in. Breathe in and become more and more aware of God's love, compassion, forgiveness, companionship. Breathe in God's transformation. But then, then move away from the table and breathe out his praise. Go to your knees and wash the feet of this weary world. Go and serve the least, the last, and the lost. Just as we are all welcome at the table, all are called and sent out to serve, to soothe, and to love those around them. 
we breathe out his praise, when we wash the feet of others, people we love and and care for, but also and especially people we find hard to love, people with whom we passionately disagree, people who make us furious, people we fear, people who are lonely, people who are dying, people in prison, and even, yes, even people who are your enemies. Breathe in his grace. Breathe out his praise. Breathe in his grace. Breathe out his praise. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. This is the pattern. This is the pattern set by Jesus, mandated by Jesus on this Monday, Thursday. Just one more thing, Jesus says. Love one another as I have loved you. Amen? Amen.